bad timing, cold calls, and self-serving pitches. These are just some of the things producers deal with every day when people are trying to score media coverage. So what do you need to know to do it right? ABC7 Chicago special projects producer Marissa Isang shares some insight in this episode of More Than a Soundbite. Are you a business owner, coach, author, speaker, or expert? Are you serious about moving out of the shadow and into the spotlight? If so, you're in the right place. Learn how to pitch the media to get high-level exposure to grow your business and your cause. So if you're ready to be featured in magazines, radio, podcasts, and on TV, and use your message to make more money, then this is the place for you. Welcome to More Than a Soundbite. So, Miss Marissa... Uh, so, yeah, I know it was so funny. You know, we were kind of talking before and I was like, OK, wait, we got to stop talking because this is great stuff for the podcast. This is awesome. Oh. You know, this is stuff that we need. And of course, we want it to be organic. And, you know, this is awesome. So, yeah. All right. So as a producer, give us a little bit of insight into what it is that you do, because I think a lot of people don't even really understand that. It's funny because I actually get that a lot. I get people I get that from people in my own company. Like. Mm-hmm. Bob Arger's number two came to visit um, ABC and she was like, so what are you, what do you do? I was like special projects. And she was like, okay. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like for me, I handle a lot of the station's bigger uh, brands and initiatives. So brands that I uh, wrangle are Chicago proud, which is all your feel good stuff in the community, things people are doing positive in the community, the uplifting stuff that a lot of times people are always like, oh, I don't see anything good on the news. And it makes me really mad because I'm like, that's my whole job. Right. That's what they hired. That's what they hired me for. What do you mean? Like, don't get me wrong. You're not going to see it like in every newscast because it's me. <laughs> right. Um, which I will say they are expanding that and I'll, we can get to that later. But um, so Chicago Proud, my other big one is celebrating abilities, which is highlighting stories of people um, adults and children with varying abilities, whether it be a mild disability from, I don't even know what we considered mild these days, but any, any varying ability, anything from autism to PTSD to physical disabilities, those who are wheel, in wheelchairs, things of that nature. We do places that are doing amazing events specialized for adults and children mm-hmm. or people who are just just inspiring like a young man who was a gun violence victim and he he did his first wheelchair dance performance which was incredible oh wow Um, he was a dancer for a long time before he did his first performance and we got to be there and it was great um so those are my main bread and butters day week in week out i usually do probably i will say two to three chicago prouds a week plus celebrating abilities airs on sunday mornings at 8 a.m um so about four stories a week you know average reporter does about if they're work a five-day week five right um so i usually write around four stories a week um and that doesn't include because i will also i am not the booker for these shows but i also will book some things are just not a full package mm-hmm. um so i will book things on the 11 a.m or i will book things for the weekend mornings so that's something that the regular reporters don't do that I do. Right. Um, okay. And then I do our big initiatives. So all the heritage months. So your Black History, your Hispanic Heritage Month, your Asian Pacific Islander Heritage, uh, Pacific Islander Month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do all of our big holiday initiatives, toy drives, uh, our food drive, which is called Share the Joy. Uh, and then our biggest, biggest flagship that takes me months and months and months to put on is the great Chicago blood drive. It's yes. the largest, largest blood drive in the country. Yeah. It's at this huge. Point. Yeah. And it um, takes months to put that together. Months. <laughs> um, so that, so those are my big things. So my year is, it's my year is different from your average person because a lot of reporters and producers work on sweeps months. So, you know, right. your February, May, November, July, nobody really pays attention to, but in the summer, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like the July, nobody really, really pays attention to, but so my busy time starts in about August and runs through March. So when I say that, because my initiative, my first initiative in August is one of our newer ones. I do air and water show 
also. Oh, wow. So okay. Which our station is huge in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. So our station is the media sponsor for Aaron Water Show. So I do a, a whole week's worth of stories leading up to the show to get people to go to the show. Right. Um, whereas we used to just do this whole show itself about the Aaron Water Show that aired later. So they right, figured yeah. we need to do stuff to lead up to it instead mm-hmm. of after it. So I start there, and that rolls right into Hispanic Heritage Month, which is the 15th of September through the 15th of October. That's not your traditional start-to-finish month. Right. And then from there, it rolls right into me starting to work on Share the Joy Food Drive, into Toy Drive, into uh, Blood Drive, into Black History Month. Right. So, so what people need to understand is while you're doing all of that, you're not just doing that. So when you're preparing for, you know, Heritage Month, you're not 100% Heritage Month. You're still doing weekly stories. I'm still doing the Chicago Proud as well. And I'm still doing celebrating abilities as well. So that's why I call this time my lull, even though I don't consider it a lull. It just means I don't have an additional initiative on right. top of my all, all my, my, my regular load. Right. So... Yeah, so once we get through February, then I kind of come up for, for some air <laughs> for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, so, like, this time of the year is actually, like, my favorite. Most people are like, it's still cold. I'm like, no, this is great. This right, is great. yeah, this is I good because at least you get to breathe a little bit. I mean, you know, still yeah. doing those stories during the week, but like you said, you're not working on those big initiatives that take up and, so much time. And those big initiatives, I always try to remind people, I'm not working on it during it. I'm working on it ahead of it. Right. So when you, for for example, just coming up Black History Month, people were sending me stuff like the last week of the month. And I'm like, no. I'm- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because I'm sure that happens, <laughs> you know, where here it is, you know, it's February 26th. And, you know, somebody's pitching you and saying, oh, I have this great Black History Month story. And you're like, Really? <laughs> the the month ends in two days. You should have been pitching me, you know, a month ago or two months ago. So I usually start feeling out. So let's say, let's just use Black History Month as, as an example. I usually start feeling out my in-house people in December. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll send out an email like, hello, my people. Uh, you know, Black History Month is coming. And they all look at me crazy like, where is this December? <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, but but for real. Because it'll come because for, for me having blood drive in january i get very busy mm-hmm. so i send out feelers like top of December, like right after thanksgiving when people come back to work um what are your ideas anything you think we missed last year that we need to make sure we cover well uh, let's make sure we cover you know from adults to kids to yada 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 i send out emails to all of them then mm-hmm. and then i usually circle back in the top of january i'll filter through everything that they sent and try to figure out what is actually doable and who is available when kind of a thing because schedules and everybody works different hours. Right. It's crazy. Um, and then that's when I start trying to shoot stuff at the beginning of January. Cause I'm usually done shooting blood drive and it's kind of like, everything's just airing at that point. So I start like January 1st when we're back, I start shooting black history month. And then I try to be done with more than half of the month by the time the month starts. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Like okay. I so try that to have gives us an idea of what your what your working schedule is like. Yeah, so I try to be done with more than half of the month before the month starts. So when I get into month, I know I'm going to get people that like, oh, it's Black History Month. I'm going to send you stuff. That their stuff usually airs towards the back. Towards half the, of the end of the month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. then people are like, oh, I didn't think about that, and it's like, okay, well, you're late, but you're not too late. You're not too late. Right. But by the time we get halfway through the month, I'm pretty much booked and busy. Right. Like my weeks are set. My shoots are set. I'm working in and out of other people's schedules. It's kind of hard. By the time we're like at the at Valentine's Day, you're getting to the, you're yeah, pretty much out of luck unless something fell through. Right. Yeah. Wait like, till next year. <laughs> Better luck next year. Like call me next year. Yeah. Cause it's, cause if you don't work ahead, then you get to the point where like, I don't have a story for this, for this time. Mm-hmm. And with black history month, I usually run about two stories a week of my content. And that doesn't include other reporters like Evelyn Holmes, like Shelburne Burton will have her own story that she wants to do. They're running stories too. Mm-hmm. So of course, every newscast can't be black history month. Right. So, so you have to mix it up. Sure. You have to mix it up. And so I am, I'm usually running one to two stories a week, plus anything else anybody else wanted to go do. And the reason why I pool them early is so we're not overlapping stories. Right. Okay. So we know 
who is working on what so I don't make the same phone call to the same people about the same thing. Okay, yeah, and that's smart. That That's very yeah. smart because, I mean, that, that doesn't help anybody. Do you uh-huh. ever get, uh, say, you know, would you ever get a pitch, say, somebody says, oh, I have this great story for Black History Month and you're already booked up. We're coming towards the end of the month. You have no room for it. Do you, would you just say, or well, wait till, you know, try again next year? Or would you look at that story and say, oh, well, this might fit in another category, or maybe it doesn't fit a particular category, but it's an interesting mm-hmm. story and we can still do it at a different time. Sometimes even if I'm booked and busy, I will, I will reach out to everybody else who's doing coverage and say, hey, have you aired a story this month? This is a good one that came through if I can't cover it. Because okay. I might be, I might be booked for that day and time that insert whatever is happening, but somebody else might not be. So I'll start there first, right? Um, and then I'll move on to say, to if nobody else can pick it up, then I'll save it. I, I'm really OCD. I have all these folders. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll put it in the folder and it'll, it'll live there. And then next, thing you know, you get a call from me in December when you email me in February, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Oh yeah. Remember me? I, hi, I still have that. Right. Like, yeah. You know, and that's what I tell a lot of my clients. I'm like, no, doesn't always mean no. Sometimes it just means not right now. You know, mm-hmm. producers and editors, they will take those stories and they will file them away. And you know, yep. it may make a, make sense to do that story at another time. And sometimes, you know, you may be working on a story and it falls through and you need something at the last minute. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, remember so-and-so pitched me this, this would be a good time for that. So you always have to be ready. Yep, and that does happen. Like, every once in a while, like, I had a story that, you know, the girl was, like, super sick. And then I was like, well, you're sick, so that means I don't have a story. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, So it kind of is what it is. It does happen. Or I had a, like, for instance, before all the coronavirus stuff started, I had a celebrity ability story I was going to shoot. But the gym that we were going to shoot it in, they decided they didn't want any outside visitors anymore. So they were trying to scramble to find a location, a new location, a new gym to work in. And that story just fell through completely because we didn't have a place. Right. So, so then you have to reach into that folder and say, okay, I need there's another the folder. Story. I need another story. <laughs> Always got to have that trusty folder. Got to have a plan B, right? Wow. So while we're talking about how people pitch you, what do your pitches normally look like? And what do you prefer? So do you get like your typical press release or do you usually get like a short email? I don't I, for me, um, only time I get a press release is if it's something the desk forwards to me. I don't really, a lot of people don't send me press releases per se. Um, I usually, it's somebody either I've worked with before or somebody got my email from somebody else (laughs) and they'll send me, uh, you know, a headline and a, a short blurb on whatever it is. And that's fine. And for, I'm one of the rare few, I legitimately read, except for the emails from the desk that's like shooting on blah, 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 delete. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I generally read everything that comes in my inbox because you just never know um, what the story is or something they sent me doesn't sound quite right, but there's another like tidbit in that email that they sent me that can be good for something else. Mm, okay. So, so I generally read everything that comes through, but a lot of times if they knew the brands I worked with, which of course I know not everybody does, but if you knew like say, you know, Chicago proud in the headline or celebrating abilities in the headline, then I know like they know what I do. Right. And they know the brands I work on. Let me make sure I go through this, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So if they knew the brands I worked on, that would flag my attention faster um than most things but i generally do go through everything but a lot of times it's uh, uh you know your subject line and it's like a quick summary like hey i have insert this person that knows about this mm-hmm. and this event is happening at this day and time please put day and time i get so many emails that don't, that don't have days and time yes in them <laughs> of when things are happening and then i have to email the next one is this going on right and it seems so um, simple right i mean that seems like a no-brainer but people do it all the time all the time yes um yeah the the basics who what where when why like when you're sending me a blurb who what where when why is the simplest thing you can do and i'm like all right i got the gist of it and if you're not sending me a pitch via email and you're sending it on the phone don't just say hi this is Stacia Crawford. Um, my number is blah, 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 blah. I have a pitch for you. Call me back. Nope. Right. I'm I not I calling you back. Exactly. I'm not calling because you back. I, first of all, I don't have that kind of time. 
And second of all, you need to give me some details. You need to give me a reason to call you back. Yes. So that's like huge. I, I like, I'm always, I literally like delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Like I didn't even need to hit delete that many times. <laughs> It deleted the first time, but right, yeah, and people need to know that, you know. And then they're upset that oh, she never called me back. It's like, well, duh, that's not how you leave a voicemail, you know, when no. you're trying to get somebody to call you back. Because I get so many calls, even the decimal four calls up. Um, even when I see that the decimal forward be a call and it just has a cell phone number, I'm like, I'm gonna let it go to voicemail because it could be somebody that I don't want to get stuck on, and then I don't have 30 minutes to talk on the phone with you either. Right. I just, it, it's not even me being rude, but it's like. In that 30 minutes, I could have logged two other things and made three other calls. And so quick, fast, snappy, and in a hurry is the best. And the thing is, I'm actually not in my office as much as you would think because I'm out. You're out shooting. Absolutely. Right. Like, and if I'm in my office, it's because I'm writing or logging Mm -hmm. or trying to hit a deadline or ordering graphics or whatever it may be. And you do not have time to pick up the phone and have a conversation. So, you know, that is, yeah, that's another thing that I always stress to my clients, too. You have no idea how many things, I mean, producers give new meaning to the word multitask. They really do because you're juggling so many things and you think that it's not a big deal to you know just call somebody but it is because it stops their flow especially if you're writing if you're doing something creative and you are trying to write now I've got to stop and I've got to you know it breaks my train of thought and I've got to answer the phone now I've got to listen to your pitch and have a conversation and it's like now I'm totally thrown off and our time is already so short it's like okay at one o'clock I have to do this by 1 30 I've got to do that by 1 45 I don't have a 15 minute window to have a conversation I just don't and it's usually people that work for like uh, bigger PR firms that ask me this question, and I do the deepest eye roll every time I mm-hmm. see it. It is let's meet for coffee. No. Yeah, I yeah I have time for coffee. Sure, right. <laughs> oh my god. The answer will always be no. And why I'm is, not? And these are the you know we call them PR pros, and and it's like that's such a no brainer. Why don't you know this? Like the answer is no. Or like, are you available? Like, even, I've even had people ask me on a Saturday. I'm like, on a Saturday, I'm with my family. I'm at work all yeah. week and I'm with my family. Yeah. So no, every once in a while, I will book a shoot on a Saturday or Sunday and I'll adjust my schedule around. But it better be a darn good story. It for had me better to, be good. Yeah. For me to give up my, my family time to come and shoot this story when I don't get that much time with them anyway. My work people are my family because I spend so much time there. Right. Yeah, so exactly. like, but the coffee thing, I'm always like, who told you to say that? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why you feel like I'm going to meet you for coffee. Right. Well that, you know, that is why we have this podcast. You know, it's not only for people, you know, entrepreneurs who are trying to get PR coverage, but it's also for those PR pros who already think they know it, but they've never spent five minutes in a newsroom they don't understand the landscape they don't know how it works and they keep doing the same thing so now we're going to help them to stop doing that just stop it my blessing and a curse some of the best and worst pr people usually the best have our former tv producers Mm -hmm. but at the same time if they've been out a little too long they become the worst Mm -hmm. because tv has changed so much since they've done it like when they're like, oh yeah, like twenty years ago, I did. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, do you know how much has changed since last week? And you want to talk to me about twenty years ago? Uh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but yeah, usually the usually they are the best that they know. And when you're sending me a pitch, please know that you're sending it to Marissa at ABC, so I'm not a newspaper, and I will always be, it will always have a camera involved. A video camera. Right. I don't know how many pitches that I get. And they'd be like, so um, are you bringing like a still photographer? I'm like, no, why would I? Why, <laughs> why would I do that? Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I do understand the question when people ask me if this is live or taped. I That's fine. Right. That, that's a that's a legitimate question. Um, but when they ask me if I'm like, oh, wait, this is on camera. Yeah, yeah, this is television. Hello. <laughs> I you have to know the medium like yes. that you're pitching to. Right. And when you are pitching, think of yourself of a reminder to people, think like, would I watch that on TV? Mm-hmm. So if you're pitching me 
these are great like newspaper stories or something from Black Club Chicago or something like that, like a round table meeting initiative to stop violence. The, the work that you're doing is amazing, but me shooting a, pe- a group of people around a table for it's television, not visual. it's right. not going to work. Exactly. What are we going to see? This is television. We need to make it visual. And, you know, and that's when you have to think outside the box and you have to be creative. So, you know, now, again, I yeah. don't always tell them no flat out because mm-hmm. that round table meeting could be an in-studio segment with photos and images previously right. or you can sit down on set at 11 with Terrell or Tanya to talk about this upcoming meeting that somebody else can take a part of. So that's always not a hard no, but if you're asking me to come to you and shoot, that's a hard no. Right. Because right. I don't know what I'm going to look at. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, or you think a little bit more creativity, you know, more creatively. Is there somebody at that round table who's been affected personally by this and you know can they tell their story can we take a camera and show them you know doing yep. things it has to be visual so it's it's definitely it's definitely about uh, we are storytellers and if 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 your organization is a story that you want to pitch but there's a singular person that will help tell that story think of it that way right because it exactly. might be that individual's background that'll tell a story for the organization as a whole. It might not have to be just like, you know, my block, my city, my hood as an organization. Right. It could be that person that volunteers for my block, my city, my hood. And, and they're so phenomenal. And they're the reason what makes that organization great. Right. You know what I mean? It's gotta be personal. You gotta think, you know, emotion. And I always, you know, that's the first question that I always ask people because, you know, when you're out somewhere and somebody will say, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a producer. Oh, can you put me on TV? Like, really? What's the story? You know, people will always think topics. It's like, I don't want a topic. I need a story. What's the story? So I'm going to, I'm going to read you an example without name and without organization because I'm not that kind of person um, that I got in regards to coronavirus this week. Um, thank you again for accommodating my client from insert. We have another client insert name who is a radio personality on blank and blank. Mind you, they said radio personality. Mm-hmm. He, he, wants, <laughs> he wants to be interviewed to discuss what could happen with foreclosures and economics dealing with coronavirus. Why would I interview a radio personality for blank and blank on foreclosures and housing right. for coronavirus. I mean, uh, and like, yeah. well, they, they go on to say like, he's helped 30,000 people save their homes within a 17 year period of being on air. How, how did a radio personality <laughs> do that? Why would I book a radio personality to talk about this? Clearly you haven't been watching what's going right. on in our station. We exactly. have a lot of professionals that are in this, that line of work that are in mortgage lending and loaning. Right. And all that kind of why stuff. would I talk to you? Exactly. So why would a radio personality be the person that I want to interview in regards to something that's that important? Like this yeah. is not like a feature story. Oh, absolutely. So, first of all, this is not my wheelhouse. And clearly <laughs> so it's not thing. his either. <laughs> and I appreciate any and everybody's side hustle. Like if real estate is his side hustle off the radio, great that's awesome but i need a licensed professional on a topic of this level of seriousness right like i no thank you no yeah (laughs) i was like i'm gonna read you an example without putting people on full blast yeah yeah but i'm I'm sure you get a lot of those i mean you know i would get tons of those as well and it's like so what do you do with that do you tell them no or do you just delete it and keep moving I replied to her and I said, thank you for sending. We have had several um, people who are experts in this industry um, on this topic. I'll be happy to forward to you from the desk, but I would not expect a response because we already have experts on the on said topic. Thank you. And I'll, and I leave it at that. I'm, I'm very upfront. Okay, I, that's just like awesome. I told you, like, I'm not rude to people, but I, even though in my head, I'm thinking all kinds of things. I don't put it on the paper. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> But I will respond to you and tell you, no, um, and here's why, no, and or some people who will pitch me the same organization. I'll be like, I highlighted you guys like three or four months ago. Um, thank you for sending me this new initiative you're doing. 
we could add it to the story online, but I'm not coming out again because there's so many organizations out there. Right. I try to give love exactly. to as many as possible. So if I do you once, doesn't mean I'm going to continuously do it over and over and over again because that's not fair to the rest of the greater Chicagoland community. That's right. just not fair. And of course, um, they're thinking, but that was four months ago. You know, right. <laughs> that was a long time right. ago. <laughs> for, you, for you guys, it's a long time ago. Like, it's different when we have. I've actually had somebody be like, well, you always do stories with the Red Cross. Well, they are our media partner. Right. Like, that is a different, that is a It's a whole Disney, different relationship, sure. I'm like, that is a Disney corporate initiative. That is above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. Like, so that is different from your organization being on every year. So I try to explain that to people too, but it doesn't always work. Right, right. <laughs> So. Wow. wow, this is awesome. So, you know, what are some things, like when, when you talk about how, you know, I always tell my clients, it is your job to make that producer's job easier. So, you know, that means not only coming to them with a great pitch, but also giving them the assets that they need to make a great story. That means, you know, if you have photographs or if, you know, maybe if you have video, um, you know, whatever you have, being able to share that with them. What are, what are some things that you think people can do when pitching you to make your job easier? Uh, usually, whomever it is they're pitching, the organization or, and or the person, background bio on them or the place right away. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure I've Google searched it and found something, but you know that place better than any Google search that I have. Um, so background on that. Um, give me a list of what's going on and what, what I will see when I arrive. Even if you have a number of people, if you can tell me the number of people that will be there or what we're going to see when we arrive, even better. Um, if this one is a little more sterile where it's not as many people, make sure you do have those photographs and video ready um, to send as soon as I get back because then it's easier than I can sift through or ahead of the shoot because then I know what I already have before I get there. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, what I what I still need to get. Right. So that's helpful. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that usually people forget about. Um, like if it's an event of some sort that's coming up in the next week or two, the who, what, where, and why of the event, so I can make sure I put it on our website. That would be great. If you have anything that's following up coming in the future, send me that because it could be something I could possibly cover. I'm not Mm going to guarantee it. But then I have that information already and I'll put it on my calendar and say, this is something that we might be able to circle back to or do something smaller with, whether it's a VO or, or something like that. Um, Or maybe even something to mention in a tag, you know, when you, when you wrap up the story. Sure. Yep. Um, But yeah, yeah. If I get, if I have video and photo, elements before I even get there and then I know what additionally I need to shoot that's amazing like because then I know well we don't have to waste our time shooting this this and this because I already have that and it makes the photographer's life a lot easier um have whoever you really want to talk to ready before I get to your shoot if you know that you want them to be on camera tell them (laughs) right yeah you might want to give them a little heads up right tell them because then I've gone places and they're like, no, I'm too shy, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now I'm spending another 10 minutes finding another person because insert person is too shy. Tell them that they're going to be on camera. If it's a a shoot for like when I work at the food bank, there's a lot of stats on food insecurity, things like that. Have your stats list ready and already sent to me beforehand. Like, so then I, I have time if I know I'm going to be asking those questions I could send those stats to graphics ahead of time and make graphics for that package and have that ready and locked and loaded to go, if, especially if it's a day turn. Right. Okay. The more I can do ahead of time on a day turn, uh, yeah, get the better. it out of the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. of course, so that graphics department is not only doing your graphics, they're doing graphics for all these other new shows as well. So planning on that part else. is very important. Yeah, so if I can have any, if you're, even if it's like a nonprofit organization and you guys serve X amount of people or this amount of time, blah, 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 and those are cool stats that I can put in a graphic to make the package look better, send me that ahead of time. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that would be, even before I even set foot there. 
I will always follow up with you the day before just to make to confirm that I'm coming. But mm-hmm. I will always flag people as well. As much as I've booked with you, if there's breaking news, if Lori Lightfoot decides she just hates Tony Preckwinkle and tackles her in a parking lot. <laughs> there like, goes your story. We've got a new lead. Sorry. I am out the door. Yeah, like, exactly. I am, I'm out. I always preface that to people. <laughs> Because breaking news takes priority all oh, the time. absolutely. Yeah, and it, it happens, right? I mean, it, yeah. it just happens. So, yeah, you have to be prepared. You know, you may have to get canceled. You may be rescheduled. Any number of things can happen. But, you know, just understanding that's the way news works. Yep. It's not a attack on you or your business and or organization. It's just the nature of the beast. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of any other things that I could have beforehand. But, yeah, prepping people. Uh, elements, video pictures, uh, background on person or people, because I'll read that background the second you send it to me, but I'm rereading it um, in route mm-hmm. to you right. to refresh my memory because I've done 30,000 other things that day or the day before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I get to you. And having that little, like, packet in my hand ready to go, it makes it so much easier. And then I, as I'm reading it, I'm talking to my photographer in the car, like, oh, yeah, so it's this event and this is who we're going to talk to they always want to know like how many interviews is it right and i always so i love the enthusiasm of everybody and you want me to talk to everybody that's there no i'm not um right it's it's going to be what a minute and a half probably minute and a half long piece i can't talk to 10 people i usually limit it to two or three voices because then you have to think the fourth voice is going to be your anchor mm-hmm. um two or three voices because then it gets very convoluted and those who if you have two or three people make sure you know they know what section of the story they're talking about like this person is talking about the organization this person is talking about what we need still from the community and this person is our feel-good person of why this is so awesome their background story is so great and amazing blah 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 they need to know what their section is before i get there right yeah, it's like it's, it's like a like a choir, right? You you have to know yeah. your part. Yeah, so that is great. But like anything over, I I dare not go over three unless I'm just doing like an MOS package where it's just a bunch of bites strung together. Um, but if it's actually a story, I do not go over three. So don't send me ten people, right? It, including like your a lot of times, the CEO is the most boring element of the story right we want I know real you're... people right yeah the more real the people the people who are on the ground are great i know your ceos and executive directors and all that kind of stuff want to be the face and want to be on camera but they they might get like a seven second bite because it's not about them it's right. about whatever the story is that i'm telling so when you give me your ceo executive director i'm like kind about it because i get it I'm sure they're the ones who are paying you to. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I'm kind about it, but those are the least people. Unless right. they're the type of CEO or executive director that is on the ground running. They created this because they went through X, Y, and B. If they have a passionate backstory as to why they're where they are, right? by yeah. all means. But if they're just a talking head, I'm like, ah. boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to talk to them, but because I've had executive directors that are like, you know, I started this because when I was young, I didn't have blah, blah, blah. And I never wanted another kid or person to be in the shoes that I was in. So I started in my basement and made it is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, then those then, are great. Then that's a story. Absolutely. But, you know, if you're just somebody, you know, you're sitting in an office all day and other people are actually doing the work. You know, we want to talk to the people who are doing the work and the people who benefit from the work that's being done. You know, again, yeah. that, that human connection. Yeah, I want to talk to Stephanie, Keisha, and Jimena, who's with or with the kids day in and day out, dealing with whatever there is they go, they're right. going through. Yeah. I want to talk to the kids, if it's allowed, uh, about what their life is like. Uh, and especially when it comes to kids, we do not hand out media releases. However... We have to have a verbal or written consent for children under the age of 18. So if you're sending me a story about a kid or kids uh, that will be present, I need to know that those kids can be on camera. Right. From a parent or guardian. Yeah, absolutely. And if there are like some that can't be, 
let's separate them before they get there because they're gonna I'm gonna arrive they're gonna see a shiny camera and they're gonna be like why can't I be on TV right and yeah. I don't want to be the person to be like I'm sorry boo boo your mama doesn't want you on TV for whatever reason it may be um and then they're looking sad so separate them out before I even get there yeah, yeah. so they don't even have to have to go through the sadness of like oh the other kids are gonna be on TV yeah like, make it easier for everybody make it easier for ever for their feelings mm-hmm. for everybody involved that's the best bet separate them out right. um just because it just makes things flow a whole lot easier awesome so um but i think that's I, that's the long version but yeah, yeah. but that's great that is, that is, <laughs> this is the stuff people need to know you know that they really do so yeah. let me ask you this do you ever use social media i know sometimes you know reporters will actually go to facebook or to twitter and they'll say hey i'm working on a story on blah 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 do you know anybody who you know fits into this you know circumstance do you ever do that yes and i don't do it a lot because then i'm opening myself up to uh, <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah. of a lot of random responses even so this week being at home I've actually utilized it a lot more I'm in the Skokie Evanston area so I'm in a lot of parent groups mm-hmm. and I'm like what are you doing with your kids this week how are you keeping positive da, 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 da. so it wasn't a story that I ended up turning because I am sheltered in place and in the house and I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere however one of my community journalists ended up doing it so I was like, what are you, what fun things are parents doing with their kids? And they're doing this uh, shamrock walk for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. So since they couldn't go out and celebrate, kids were in their houses with their parents, drawing their favorite shamrock. It didn't have to be green. could be colorful. And posting it in the window. And families were just taking a walk around the neighborhood and counting oh, how, how many nice. they saw. So that was family time. Social distancing was still in place. But it gave them something to do as they went around the neighborhood. Right. Oh, wow. That so, is so, cool. so Yukari is our community journalist. I said, hey, I'm not able to go around and shoot stuff right now, but you are. Um, here's who I saw. They might be available to talk. If not, they might have another mom or dad that'll FaceTime you, so and so on. But here's what people are doing with these kids. And then we came to find out later in the week, they have like two months worth of like this past Friday was like silly faces in the windows. So these are just oh. activities that they're doing arts and craft, putting in the window, and then they're doing an active activity out in the community where it still gets them out and about, but without invading that social distancing or playgrounds and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I did not do the story, but doesn't mean that I don't have somebody else that could do the story. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's so. great. You know, and that's what people need to know, too. I mean. They definitely want to familiarize themselves with the outlet and particularly the, you know, particular segment or broadcast that they want to appear on to make sure that it's a good fit. Yeah. But recognizing that in the event that it may not be a good fit for whatever reason, be it timing or whatever, sometimes you will pass that along to somebody else that it might work better for at that time. So like I saw in that parent group, they're like, we heard that Koval in Andersonville, which is a distillery. Right. Is was making the like, hand sanitizer. Yeah, and so that's not my beat because our community journalists have neighborhoods that they work with. Mm-hmm. So I emailed Jalen. I said, Jalen, Caval's making hand sanitizer. She was like, oh, I just did a story with them a few months back. I already know the guy. So I passed it along. And this was all of these parent groups. And oh, that's amazing. That I saw. So I don't always like have to like post something in general. Sometimes you just never know who's scrolling through those suckers. Yeah, like, right? Yes. And I like... Um, I think Samantha Chapman, our IT reporter, is doing a whole series piece on all these workout teachers doing classes for free online. And one of them is the Sophia Evanson one. I spotted her and I said, Samantha, if you're looking for different areas of the city, here's this woman yes. to add to your package. So wow. you you never know whose eyeballs are out there. You never know. You Post never know. Stuff. Yeah. Promote yourself. Tell me about it i might not always be me reaching out to you directly or but it, we we are looking right like yeah i i'm not one to make huge posts i have in the last week like hey if you know anybody doing anything good here's my email i'll always give always give you my email first and email is my preferred mode of contact <laughs> right absolutely email email people email don't call. because <laughs> because then i can like read through it because I can be reading through an email 
and handling my screaming toddler at the same time. Right. Like, and I'm not <laughs> on the phone with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so exactly. email is always preferred. But yes, I, I mean, I know a lot of other producers that, um, uh, that will post or do a shout out or a call out uh, to people on social media. I look, I, I have found tons of stuff. Um, I don't always do posts myself because my social media is like my grandma, my mama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, cause I, I really, I've been saying to myself, I need to do a public page, but, um, but I will find stuff in those groups a lot of times. Yeah. Like this week, especially I found so much stuff in those groups and it's not like I'm like a media spy, but I'm like, oh, that's actually really good. Or yeah. that's it's, a good that's idea. That's just the way your brain works. You know, after a while, yeah. you know, you've been in the media, you're just trained to do that. You know, I know, you know, and I'll do that a lot of times. I'm just having a normal conversation with somebody. I'm like, oh, that'll make a good story. You know, it's just kind of, it's just, that's the way it works now. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not interested, just say no, it's fine. It's, right. it's not going to offend me. Or if you don't want to be on camera, you know totally fine just say no good we're good we're yeah. all still friends or whatnot right. so um but yeah social media is a great asset like i try to keep my personal separate from work yeah um for a lot of reasons like even though like like jose is my anchor that reads is the voice of a lot of my stuff and mm -hmm. sometimes he'll tag me and stuff yeah and i'll tell him don't tag me because then those people try to friend request me or inbox me. Yeah. And that is my personal page where I have photos of my child yeah, and exactly. my family. So I try to keep that separate. If you see something and you want to message me, I feel like my email is not very hard to find. Or even if you call the general desk line, they will send you to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I'm a very hard to find kind of person, but just know a lot of my social media is my private stuff, is my family page. And I try not, I try to draw a line in between that. That's why I was like, I really got to make a professional page eventually where people can just bombard me with whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be a good idea. You know, there's lots of good yeah. stories out there to be told and you are doing a fantastic job. I mean, I just love the stories that you tell. I love how you think. And you know, Chicago is just lucky to have you. And sometimes it's amazing. I will hit a wall like, man, I got nothing. I'm like, how do I have nothing? Like, <laughs> yeah, nobody right. has sent me anything. Like, I'm like, this big old city, how do I have nothing? And I, that's when I'm always like, that's when I'm scanning other stations. I'm like, well, nobody sent me that. I'm sure there's a yeah. PR person behind that. Right. Or yeah. like, for instance, I saw on Fox this, um, I might as well say, ex-con who came out and he started a jailhouse workout routine. Oh, wow. Because you always see them come out of jail. <laughs> oh, yeah, you come out and you're ripped. Yeah. And, so, and he has this workout studio that he started uh, as a way to turn his life around. I'm like, who did email me that? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? Well, I don't you know, know. I, mean, I know he has a PR person I'm, because I'm sure it's he a does. nice size gym. But, okay, but then we also were always told you know, don't send it to everybody because, you know, producers don't like that. You know, it's like, oh, well, if you sent this to Channel 2 or you sent this to Channel 5 when I'm at Channel 7, you know, I can't do the story that they do. Then how do you differentiate? I mean... So if you have something that you want to send to everybody, I'm not going to knock you for it, but I'm going to ask you, did you send it to everybody and do you know when theirs is airing? Right. Because I want to know if I'm going to be first or last and I... And it's, if it's really worth my walk, it could right. change my mind. If I'm like, if I know like, oh, you sent it to two and five and 32 last week. Yeah. Right. Then sure. I'm going to pass. <laughs> Especially you're when you're the number it, one news station. Hello, people. The number like, one news station in the city. But if you send it, you're like, I do want to reach out to other outlets. Can you let me know if you're interested or not? Blah, blah. Sure. That's fine. That right. is, you have a job to do and so do I. And I understand it. But Sending it to me after like three stations have aired it, that's you're probably gonna get a no. Yeah. Um, unless it's just something fantabulous I just can't get past. Um, which that usually is not the case. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> but I, I understand if you need to if you need to send it to multiple people, I totally get it, that's fine. Yeah. Um but if you want it for us, just let me know. Like I send it to these people. I'll give you first dibs if there's something you're interested in, but you, if you have a deadline, you got to give me back to me by insert. Sure. Fine. I get it. 
Right. They can do right. it. So don't feel afraid to send it to others, but let people know in advance. Right. So you're not looking at them crazy like, why did you tell me that it was going to air two days before mine on yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Please you know, just full disclosure. Honest. Just let me know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but don't be afraid. You got a job to do. Send it to others. As yeah, well. exactly. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, was anything else that you wanted our people out there to know about pitching the media and getting in touch with you? Um, just be clear and concise. Like, just remember who you're reaching out to, that it's video, video, video. Like, I think that's one of the biggest things I run into. Like, I'm not going to see anything when I come. Right. Or if it's something like super hyper local, like those are a little harder because we our job is to reach as many people as possible and when it's your like block club meeting i'm not going to come shoot that right um so just know that knowing of course knowing what i cover and a lot of people don't know that we have community journalists at abc now they're all younger journalists they shoot write, edit all of their own stuff but they're in the communities and they're assigned to communities so zach is a video producer he only does like you'll never hear his voice or see his face but he will shoot an entire piece that's with music and track and interview people he's out on the south side so he's in your inglewoods auburn gresham bronzeville uh hyde park anything south then we have yukari who's one of our community journalists who is on air she shoots writes edits she's on your west side your humble parks your pilsons your bucktowns your wicker parks your Anything on that side of town. Then you have Jalen, who is the same as Yukari, but she's north. So she is your Lakeview, Uptown, Rogers Park, Albany Park, um, all those up north. And they are covering these communities. And they do those smaller micro stories. Right. So knowing that they – and we're hiring, I think, one or two more that will help break out and hit more neighborhoods and hit more suburbs and things like that. So knowing that I might not always be able to do it, but we do have these young people – that are newer hires, it's a new initiative through Disney, that are out in the communities looking for those micro stories. So send them, but no, it might always be me, and know that they are digital first reporters. Right. So they will do a story and will go online. People still have this really thing about the web. More people are going to see your story online Absolutely. than they're going to see See it at 4.30. Yeah, people don't get that. Nobody's waiting, you know, till 4 o'clock to watch the news now. Everybody's going straight to their phones, you know. They're, they're getting it all I, digitally. Take advantage of that. I try to explain that. That's that's a big argument I with people I have all the time. They're like, well, I'm not going to be on TV. Seeing it online, so many more people see it, our coverage online than they do on TV. The millions of video hits that we will get on one singular story because it was online right. is kind of crazy it, you're getting far more eyeballs online than on air yeah so people don't need to ever understand that yeah the landscape is changing it is changing so don't ever feel like if i say this is going to be a digital i will tell you if it'll be a digital first digital first means it's going to go online first and it might air like three days later right. um and digital only means it'll only go online it won't go on air and then there's the on-air version of stuff but we do have these younger reporters and do know, like, I shoot some of my own stuff now. So I've had a lot of people come, like, oh, so you don't have a photographer person? No, that's all changing. Yeah. A lot of the photographers are reserved for live shots. Right. Um, and a lot of us producers are shooting our own content. So don't feel like just because you see us there, we're still professional. We've all been oh, trained. Absolutely. We know how to do it. So I, if I don't have, you know, Kenny B on the side of me, just because it doesn't mean that the content is not is any less worthy. That right. just means there are more people shooting more content and more video now that we have cameras in our hands. Right. They're, they're just making the best use of their resources, right? So. so I try to explain that too. So just because it's not on air first doesn't mean it's it means less worthy. And just because you see a producer who's shooting their own content and you see a smaller camera, actually even our, our big cameras have gotten smaller than our photographers use. Yeah. Like technology is changing. And where content goes is changing. Yeah. And the type of content is changing as well. So they all have to remember that we do a lot of shooting that's social media only. So right. don't yeah. don't be afraid of that. You can pitch social only stuff. Pitch oh, wow. okay. social only stuff. If you are a person who is a guru 
who's doing, especially for Windy City Live, they mm-hmm. have stuff for content and clients that you can pitch that's like, this is, you know if your stuff is going to be good on social. We have an entire social media department that it could be a great story that will play well on Facebook or Instagram or IGTV. You can tell us that. Right. Like, hey, right. make sure you know. So people need to stop ignoring online. And yes, we are a TV station. And even that social media stuff, it might get plugged on air as like a 15 second VO, like head to our social media page for blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But there you go. You've gotten with that pitch, you've gotten on air yeah. and on social media in that pitch. Wow. And I mean, just imagine the exposure that you get. That yeah. is incredible. Awesome. Well, thank so, you, Marissa. Yes. You're this, very welcome. This has been great. I mean, I think that we've really, this has been eye opening for a lot of people. I think they're going to you know, listen to this and be like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's like, now you know. You have no more excuses. Now you know. So let's get pitching. Pitch I'm going to see stories. a whole lot of be- better pitches <laughs> yes. in my inbox. Absolutely. That That's- are so visual and fun and entertaining and eye-opening <laughs> yes that that's what that's what we're doing you know we're trying to give you good content you know and that's that's the purpose of this podcast you know it helps them but you know it also helps you so it's, it's a win-win yep. for everybody yep 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 that is incredible good yep. okay well awesome well we'll we'll wrap this up but this this has okay. been great uh definitely yes. want to have you back again Yes, and, more than uh, happy to. You know, I've got so many, you know, great stories that I've been hearing from, you know, other producers in the city and can't wait to share these. So we'll we'll be launching this in a few weeks and I'll be sure to let you know when that's happening and kind of keep you updated and, you know, on all the promos and stuff that's going to start happening real soon. Okay. So I'm so psyched. Thank you, darling. No problem. Thank you. We'll talk soon. We will. Thanks. Bye-bye. Be safe out there. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.